Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be God's kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and one another. Almighty God, source of all that is, giver of every good gift, you create all people in your image and call us to love one another as you love us. We confess that we have failed to honor you in the great diversity of the human family. We have desired to live in freedom while building walls between ourselves and others. We have longed to be known and accepted for who we are while making judgments of others based on the color of skin or the shape of features or the variety of human experiences. We have tried to love our neighbors individually while yet benefiting from systems that hold that same neighbors in oppression. Forgive us, holy God. Give us eyes to see you as you are revealed in all people. Strengthen us for the work of reconciliation rooted in love. Restore us in your image to be beloved community, united in our diversity, even as you are one with Christ and the Spirit, holy and undivided Trinity, now and forever. Amen. God be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Gracious Father, whose blessed Son, Jesus Christ, came down from heaven to be the true bread which gives life to the world, evermore give us this bread that he may live in us and we in him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Numbers. From Mount Hor, the Israelites set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom, but the people became impatient on the way. The people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent poisonous serpents among the people and they bit the people so that many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, we have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord to take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people and the Lord said to Moses, make a poisonous serpent and set it on a pole. 
and everyone who is bitten shall look at it and live. So Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it on a pole. And whenever a serpent bit someone, that person would look at the serpent of bronze and live. Hear what the spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Psalm 107. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. And his mercy endures forever. Let all those whom the Lord has redeemed proclaim. That he redeemed them from the hand of the foe. He gathered them out of the lands. From the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Some were fools and took to rebellious ways. They were afflicted because of their sins. They abhorred all manner of food. And drew near to death's door. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. And he delivered them from their distress. He sent forth his word and healed them. And saved them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his mercy. And the wonders he does for his children. Let them offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving. And tell of his acts with joyous shouts. A letter from Paul to the Ephesians. You were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you once lived, following the course of this world, following the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work among those who are disobedient. All of us once lived among them in passions of our flesh, following the desires of flesh and senses, and we were by nature children of wrath, like everyone else. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that none may boast. For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
The Holy Gospel of our Savior, Jesus Christ, according to John. Jesus said, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. But all who do evil hate the light and do not come into the light, so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light, so it may be clearly seen that their deeds have been done in God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. One of the most quoted phrases of scripture, John 3.16, we make small children memorize it. It's put on billboards and made into slogans. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that those who may believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world. This is the sort of passage that I have a love-hate relationship with. I love it because if we really dive into it, it should make us uncomfortable and hopeful all at the same time. And I struggle with it because of the way it has been co-opted and used within Christianity in ways that just make my head spin. For God so loved the world. That is an incredible and dynamic saying that God loves us, the world, so much that he sent us Jesus Christ. It's a radical statement. And one we too often twist into saying, God loves me so much I get to be in relationship with Jesus. But God isn't talking about us, or Jesus isn't talking about God's relationship with us as individuals or our personalized lives, but God, Jesus is talking about God's love for all of humanity, for the global way in which we interact and come together and exist in relationship with one another. God loves us so much that God chooses to be in relationship with us. This is the type of passage that calls us and demands of us an understanding of what it is exactly that Jesus came here to do. Now, Jesus, as we know, dies on the cross. And through that experience and resurrection, brings about a path toward salvation. Now, if we are to analyze what that actually means, why did Jesus die 
requires us to parse theology we may or may not be aware of. When Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, the Christian church in the history, in the history and the years since that has happened has tried to reconcile why Jesus needed to die and how exactly that brought about salvation. Now, in salvation theology, there have been many iterations of this that I don't prescribe to. But for the sake of this dialogue, it's helpful to review what some of those are. Now, for some, Jesus had to die on the cross because the world was so sinful and broken that there was no other way to redeem humanity of its sin except for this ultimate perfect sacrifice through Jesus Christ. But we hear in our scriptures, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And that's the thing. God is rooted in love, and yet our church has built theologies that are focused on how broken humanity is and God's need for some perfect sacrifice in Christ. That's theology of salvation and our understanding of God don't compute to me. The idea that God would demand such a sacrifice such a redemption does not feel like a God who is rooted in love. There are different iterations of this theology, the brokenness of humanity, the perfectness of Christ and the need for sacrifice. Sometimes it paints God as angry and vengeful. Sometimes it paints God as only able to save us with sacrifice. But instead, I offer a different perspective. That God so loves the world that he sent us Jesus Christ, not because we needed Christ to die, but we so desperately needed Christ to live, that we needed his life and example and his words, that God could foresee the ultimate act of violence that happened on the cross and that God in no way needed or demanded that, but that in spite of that action, despite the fact that God knew the risk that God took to himself or herself, that God was taking with his only begotten son, that the life and message and witness of Christ was too vital and too important, even with that risk of death on the cross. For God loved us so much that even knowing our brokenness, even knowing the sinful way in which humanity might act towards Jesus Christ, that we were still deserving and in need of that message of love. Some of you have heard me say it before, I do not believe we are saved 
because Christ died on the cross, but in spite of Christ's death on the cross. His death is not powerful because it washes away our sins, but his death is powerful because even in the aftermath of that violence, God is able to show us love and grace and forgiveness. For God so loves the world that God believes in humanity so much that God has never abandoned us despite our missteps and our failings. That even though we can look around this world and see injustice and suffering, we know that God continually calls us into relationship, into service, and into a profoundly radical belief that this world could look like the kingdom of God. God is calling us to see the world as God sees it, with a love not just for ourselves as individuals, but a love for all of humanity, for the survival not of us individually, but the thriving of universal humanity. Now, this is where we should all get a bit uncomfortable because we come to this space and this worship by the mere fact we are able to even get connected in this morning with a certain amount of privilege and status in society. And we know what God has to say about power, that it should be turned upside down that this world should be one where we are equalized, where the marginalized are honored and uplifted. For God so loved the world that those of us who experience comfort might be made uncomfortable for the sake of the whole world ultimately looking like the kingdom of God. God's love for us is universal and whole and holy. And it is a challenge and a burden to bear when we are those who are in positions of power. If we look back to the words of our confession today, it speaks so specifically to the ways in which we so often fall into traps of protecting and honoring ourselves, but the need of the whole world for systematic oppression to be overturned. To think globally, to think of all of humanity as needing to be in relationship with God and needing to experience the love of God requires us to shrug off the individualized nature that we so often approach this world with and radically act with love and compassion for strangers and those whom we do not know. Because the lesson that I hope we can hear as we reflect on the terrible violence of the cross 
is that no matter how far we fall as humanity, no matter how broken we become, no matter what the worst act of violence that has been done by human hands, God believes in humanity's ability to radically become and embody the kingdom of God. For God so loves the world. Can we love the world in such a radical way? Can we love one another and strangers with such radical and extreme faith and belief and hope? Can we act with such compassion and radical self-sacrifice for the well-being of people we do not even know so that the whole of the world may experience the love of our divine creator. For God so loved the world that he loves each of us and calls us to love, to remember the love we receive even after terrible moments and to remember to demonstrate and show that same love to those who are marginalized and outside of our scope or our community that we so often inhabit. For God so loved the world that we are called to radically and without hesitation love ourselves and love our neighbor. Amen. We continue together professing our faith on page seven in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And virtually we greet one another. May the peace of the Lord be always with you. Also with you. 
As we gather to enjoy our offertory music, I invite you to virtually pass the plate with us. There are instructions in your bulletin of how you can give through text uh, to give for, um, you can pay your pledge, you can give a loose plate offering um, through that text to give donation. We also, of course, are always taking gifts through the website and through the mail. Um, all that you give and do supports the ministry uh, that we do inside and outside of these walls. In peace, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Kyrie eleison. Let us pray for the church and for the world. God of love, we pray for your church. For Michael, our presiding bishop, Greg, our bishop, for all lay and ordained ministers, and for all who seek you in the community of the faithful. Equip us with compassion and love to carry out your work of reconciliation in the world. God of love, hear our prayers. God of freedom, we pray for our nation and all the nations of the world, for peace and unity across barriers of language, color, and creed, for elected and appointed leaders that they would serve the common good, inspire all people with courage to speak out against hatred, to actively resist evil. Unite the family, the human family in bonds of love. God of freedom. Hear our prayers for the world. God of justice. We pray for the earth, your creation entrusted to our care. For the animals and birds, the mountains and oceans and all parts of your creation that have no voice of their own. Stir up in us a thirst for justice that protects the earth and all its resources 
that we may leave to our children's children the legacy of beauty and abundance that you have given us. God of justice. Hear our prayers for the earth. God of peace, we pray for this community. For those having birthdays this week, this week Beth Birdsong, we pray for our local leaders, for our schools and markets, for our neighborhoods and workplaces. Kindle in every heart a desire for equality, respect, and opportunity for all. Give us courage to strive for justice and peace among all people, beginning here at home. God of peace. Hear our prayers for this community. God of mercy, we pray for all in any kind of need or trouble. For those whose lives are closely linked with ours and those connected to us as part of the human family. For those on our prayer list, Jillian Barlow, Noreen Bucknam, Dan Rowley, Jim Cameron, Glenn Crosby, Glorianne Crosby, Deanna Glenn, Diane Goodman, Mark Hall, Lorna Hamill, Bob Hayward, Hannah Hooper, Rosemary Howell, Peter Mackenheimer, Mary Lynn Morgan, Linda Mullen, Claire Parkinson, Pam Rhodes, Karen Rowley, Ron Smith, Vicki Smith, Don Snow, Reed Ellis Sullivan, William Victory, Vivian, Ann Walsh, Julie Wiegand, and Peter Wiley. We pray for refugees and prisoners, for the sick and suffering, the lonely and despairing, for those facing violence, for all held down by the prejudice or injustice. Awaken in us compassion and humility of spirit as we seek and serve Christ in all persons. God of mercy. Hear our prayers for all who are in need. God of grace, we pray for those who have died in our own community, Digby Coleman, and those who mourn. For the faithful in every generation who have worked for justice, we pray for prophets who called us to racial reconciliation, for martyrs who died because of hatred, and for all the communion of saints. Make us faithful to your call to proclaim your good news by word and example, and bring us at last into the glorious company of the saints in light. God of grace. Hear our prayers for those who have died. Hear our prayers, holy God. Breathe your spirit over us and all the earth that barriers would crumble and divisions cease. Make us more fully your co-healers of the broken world. Unite us with all your people in bonds of love and that the whole earth and all its people may be at peace through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Together, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. My Jesus, I believe that you are truly present in the blessed sacrament of the altar. I desire to offer you praise and thanksgiving as I proclaim your resurrection. I love you above all things and long for you in my soul. Since I cannot receive you in the sacrament of your body and blood, come spiritually into my heart. Cleanse and strengthen me with your grace, Lord Jesus, and let me never be separated from you. May I live in you and you and me in this life, in the life to come. Amen. Do we have any birthdays or anniversaries today? I know we have Beth Birdsong. I'm not sure if she's here. Anyone else? Birthdays, anniversaries, things to celebrate? We're going to pray anyways. All right. Let us pray together. Watch over your children, O Lord, as their days increase. Bless and guide them wherever they may be. Strengthen them when they stand. Comfort them when discouraged or sorrowful. Raise them up if they fall. And in their hearts may your peace, which passes all understanding, abide all the days of their lives through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us bow down before the Lord. Grant, almighty God, that your people may recognize their weaknesses and put their whole trust in your strength so that they may rejoice forever in the protection of your loving providence through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.